Coming up this week on Geek Gamer Weekly, the lovely and talented Rachel Moore joins the group of guys. Can a girl geek gamer hold her own? You're going to have to find out. Also, we chat about the latest geek and gaming news, all that, and much more. Geek Gamer Weekly is next. This is Geek Gamer Weekly, episode 230, recorded on Sunday, March 3rd, 2013. It's all about the Triforce. Geek Gamer Weekly is brought to you by Personas, makers of the Studio Live 1602, which packs superior audio quality, performance, and integrated software, including remote control, into a small, affordable package. For more information, visit personas.com. Hey everybody, welcome again to another edition of Geek Gamer Weekly. This is the Uber High Definition Podcast for geeks and gamers. Joining you guys on this Sunday evening, live March 3rd, 2013. Now there's a lot of threes there, 3, 3, 13. Yes. This is episode 230, another three. And we got a great show lined up. Joining us first, and I have to do this first because it's ladies first, <laughs> very special guest joining us this week, coming to us from beautiful, sunny Southern California. Here he is, or I'm sorry, here she is. She is. See, I, I screwed <laughs> that up. Ah, too many he's on this show. Here she is, the lovely and talented Rachel Moore. Hey, Rachel, how's it going? What? Doing good. I love your setup back there. That is just completely awesome. All Thank the Star Wars you. collectibles. You got Star Wars there. You got some Bioshock uh, to your left. Mm -hmm. Awesome stuff. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, lovely, lovely. And sorry, we had to start with you because it's ladies first. That's okay. That's all right. So now <laughs> let's get back to the guys here in the. Uh, we're actually one guy here, other than me, in the studio this week. Uh, here he is from the confines of. All right, just Monroe. I'm, I won't even yeah. screw it up. You're not even screwed up. <laughs> I won't even screw it up, oh, Mister. Oh, hi, John. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Just ducky. You have a have a good weekend. Uh, so much so and, far. And you got to get in touch with your car side. You helped me with some car shopping today. Yep. You're gonna see that car tomorrow. Yep. Give it a thorough inspection. Oh yeah. Be really thorough, mm -hmm. and please don't stain the seats. I'll try not to. <laughs> Thank you. And finally, joining us from the confines of beautiful Oregon, and. He's not only a geek, not only a gamer, but he's a champion robotics coach. Here he is, Joe Falby. Hey, Joe, how are you, man? Doing good. And Doing good. Uh, now, you're also coming to us live from the Oregon Bureau of Technology, Gaming, Research, and Development. Yes. But that's without saying. I want you real quick, before we, we dive in and, and chat with <laughs> Rachel here, we have late-breaking news. Because last week we talked about, and the reason why we're starting late is really we've been waiting for you, Joe, because yeah. this has been a big deal for really for you for the past few months. Yeah, uh, uh, basically started in September. Uh, you know, that's about how long it's been going on. But I've been coaching uh, uh, the local high school uh, where I graduated from has had a long tradition of robotics. And they asked me this year because they didn't they couldn't find any parents who were willing or, or that sort of thing. So they asked me if I'd be willing to come in and coach one of their robotics teams. 
And I, I said, sure, why not? So I'm, I'm in there coaching their middle team. They have, there's actually three teams at the high school. One is uh, seniors, uh, my middle, my team that's middle, sophomore and, sophomores and juniors. And then there's a freshman team that's made up entirely of freshmen. And, um, and yeah, we, we basically have been working on this robot. They have a, it's, it's part of a U.S. first FTC, first tech challenge. And if you look it up, you'll find out all kinds of information about the ga- what the game is this year. It's called Ring It Up. And uh, we had to build a robot. We started with a kit of parts, build a robot to accomplish the goal. And uh, we've been carrying through. We've been through two different uh, two different qualifiers. We ended up making it on our on the second qualifier into the state championship. And the state championship was today. Uh-huh. And uh, we got all the way to the final round. We were one of the last. Uh, we were in the final. Uh, the the alliance that actually won the whole thing. Unfortunately, though, because we because of how the game works and how they make everything work together and how they progress teams through. We will not be going to the world championship. Yeah, can you explain that? Because I was really confused about how that exactly works. So the, the way it actually works is the top four teams that, that go through qualifying and end up getting scores for qualifying are given the opportunity to choose alliance members for the final for the okay. last uh, basically basically three matches. All right. And or yeah, three matches more or less. Um, and we were chosen by the top alliance team or the top winning team to be part of their alliance so unfortunately what that means is even though they win and they get a seat into the world because we were chosen by them and not the actual top winning team ourselves we were chosen to join an an existing alliance we don't get that seed to go through the world what but you know what it, it it's just the way the game works. It's how they've they've structured this particular okay. tournament. Okay. And I, I I know it's frustrating, but hey, it, it right. works out and it, it is actually okay. Um and this is and we're a brand new team. This is our first year actually competing. This is my first year coaching. So it's uh it was a learning experience all the way around. I think we did I, I think we did really, really well just as it sounds it was. that way. Yeah. And um I'm really happy with how it turned out and I'm looking forward to next year. I'm I'm hoping to stick around and, and coach again next year. And hopefully have the basically same group of guys and go through and maybe make it to world next year. That's you will. Like you do. will make it to world. What are you talking about? I hope so. It'll depend you on will. the game. They'll throw some stupid game out where you have to throw frisbees or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a lot of fun. And you know, here's the the best thing about US First as an as an organization is they want anybody who's willing to spend some time coaching these teams, anybody who's in technology who wants to give these kids a, a look at, at at a future for them, a possible career option for them, they really want those people to come out and volunteer with the program and, and join up and become a mentor. You don't have to be a parent. I'm not a parent. You can come out and spa, and uh, and coach a team. You can If you don't want to spend that much time, if you don't want to spend several months involved with the team and, and go through that, you can also become a, a volunteer at one of the events. But look it up. There's a U.S. first in. I mean, there's there's a first competition. There's a first league in every state, and a lot of them have more than one. So go to usfirst.org and uh, look it up and see what you can find in your area. There's gonna be lots of opportunities, and they're always looking for more people. Well, I think you're a champion. I think you should you should be going. But that's okay. I understand there's weird structures, and I know everybody yeah. in the community here is very very stoked for you. Congratulations. To you yeah, and your I'm, I'm team. super happy with yeah. how it went. I'm really, really proud of the kids. I think we, uh, they all did an exceptional job. And and you know, it's it's out of out of uh, they said there were 103 teams this year in Oregon, and out of 103 teams, only two were selected to go on to the to the grand the the uh, the world from Oregon. So the fact that we were even close to being in the running for that is outstanding. Well, congrats. I know everybody Thank you. wants to give you a big high five. 
awesome stuff. I was trying to watch a little bit online. There was a little uh, issues in their in their feed, but I caught a, a gin, uh, you know uh, part of it, and it was it was very cool. Yeah. So, well, next year maybe I'll volunteer some professionals to come in and do their live stream. Yeah, that that'd be a good idea. <laughs> I wonder who could do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I have a connection to somebody. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to some <laughs> let's get to some geeky and gaming <laughs> topics, shall we? We have an awesome guest here with Rachel, and we want to get her opinion on a lot of things. And let's start off with a fun story. I, I this is not really the top story, uh, but you know, I want to say this is a fun story. Did you guys hear about this kid in the UK? He was playing. Uh, his you know his dad downloaded this game for him on his iPad. It was called Zombie versus Ninja. It's a free quote unquote download. Okay, now. The, the the kicker here is he racked up $2,500 in just 10 short minutes on in-game junk purchases. Darts, keys, bombs, ecstasy bombs. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Makes the crowd happy. Makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of game is this? Anyway, basically, Apple is going to be very nice, and they're going to refund the money. So my question to you, and we'll start with Rachel, is who is to blame here? Is it the game manufacturer or the developer who made this free game and snuck in all these uh, these add-ons to try to obviously make money for themselves? Is it Apple's fault for making it way too easy to make in-app purchases? Or is it the parent's fault for not keeping an eye on what their kids are doing? So, Rachel... <laughs> Why don't you tell the lovely people here, what do you think? I got to go with the parents. Uh, they need to keep an eye on their kid. And if you give your kid an iPad that you can make very easy purchases on, you've got to talk to that kid that that is not what they are to do. That if right. they are to make any purchase, they have to make sure that you um, say it's okay first. And if the kid is too young to understand that, then they're too young to be playing unsupervised on your iPad. Yeah, but you know, you know, parents, you know, it's tough. You know, you got this kid nagging at you, and you know, you gotta, you got office work you probably have to do or housework. And I mean, it's so easy. You just give them the iPad and let them play a game. That's not good parenting, though. Parent, good parenting is not finding something that can babysit your child for you. You've got to be the parent there that's got their eye on your kid all the time. That's what it is to be a parent. Now, watch your kid, especially at five years old. Five years old. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, and just That's just loading brutal. up all on all the extras because now, what about the game manufacturer though? I mean, they're putting out a game and they add in all these extras. Some of these extras, by the way, were like seventy pounds a pop. I mean that, and that's like like what eighty ninety dollars American. I mean, just incredible. I mean, who spends that amount of money? It makes me wonder if the game developers are designing these games on purpose for these accidental pur uh, purchases sometimes. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, so I think parents are pretty much to blame here. They're lucky that Apple would give them the money back. But do the developers still get that money that the kids spent? Or do they have to forfeit the money? That I don't know. That would make me angry. Yeah. Be like, look, no, I, this is how I make a living. This is how I keep my company running is these download apps. You can't buy something and then just say, oops, that was my kid's fault. And then get your money back. Apple can refund it. But I would be like, no, that's. That is a purchase. That is my company's money now. Now, Rachel, one thing you don't know is Mr. Joe here is an Apple shareholder. And I'd like to know, from an Apple shareholder's point of view, how do you feel about Apple just going ahead and refunding all this money 
uh, that's number one. Obviously, I think you know Apple's trying to you know head off a PR disaster. Uh, but this is one of those things, Joe, that Apple has had built into their OS. I think since what iOS four or five at least in in, in app purchases. Yeah, yeah. they had them for a really long time. Ex- exactly. Um, and you know, honestly, my thought is is Apple's done. Apple, what Apple needs to do is exactly what Apple's done. They need to do what's best for the consumer. And in this case, it was obviously accidental purchases. And they have a history of doing returns if you are polite about it and you ask and you do it within usually 24 hours. So, and for the same, for that matter, I mean, the Android store is basically the same way. You can, you can work the system to get a return if you need to. And in this case, obviously a kid did it on accident. The parents didn't intend for it to do it. The system didn't even work as it was designed. In theory... It's supposed to ask for a password the first time you do an in-app purchase, even after doing an install. Right. So, you know, it 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 I, I would say it does. The blame does fall a little bit on the parents. It, it is, you know, more or less their fault. They shouldn't have given their kid their the password for it. However, I think Apple's doing the right thing, even if the developers a little upset about that. Apple is doing the right thing in this because really their their consumers are the most important part of their business. Yeah. And and that a developer who's making a free game on the store and then selling add-ons to it, they may be they may drive a lot of money to Apple, but they're not as important as as the consumer base is. See, here's what I think happened, because uh, I think he was using a, a modern iPad to to play this game. So I, I assume that that in-app purchases protection was in place. But I think what happened here is. The kid downloaded the game. The parent put in the password so he the kid can download the game. Kid downloaded the game, started playing it. And this kid's five years old, okay? So the kid probably didn't understand that these things maybe cost money, perhaps. This is just an assumption. This is just an opinion. But the kid clicked on this add-on. And then when that happens, it asks for another, it asks for the password again. So... This is then. This is when the parents. This is the parents' fault. Parent goes. Oh, I just put in the password. Fine. I'll put it in again real quick. And then all of a sudden, twenty five hundred dollars later, uh, you know, that's what happens. Well, and you look at it, it's like okay, three bombs, three keys, three hundred thirty three keys, <laughs> thirty three bombs. He needed a lot of keys. He's five bombs. years old. He sucks in the game. Yeah. Well, it's just like he just started. You know, it's like three three. Okay, no, it's three three three. Because he had like thirty, you know, from three bombs to thirty-three bombs to three hundred and thirty-three bombs. Hey, corp, corp, uh, is that corpsey or corpsey? Corpsey. 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 Corpsey might have it right. Corpsey said maybe he thought it was in-game money and not real money. That's possible. He's yeah. five years old, right? So That's I don't true. Know. Yeah. Yeah. But but shouldn't there be better protections on in-app purchases? I mean, it's it's and you know not having Apple stuff. You know, I don't know. There's no way to put it. Say, don't let us spend it over a hundred dollars. Put right. it. You know, is there any? Is there no? Right. Uh, you know, way to put on parental controls or put like a. a well, you know, there a cap? there are there are controls built into the OS. Well, not even the OS, but I mean, like through you know, because obviously that's still through the Apple Market when it's buying this stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you know, just put a hundred dollar cap. You can't. You can't hurt things too bad if he's only got. $100 oh, you mean like account. on a on a master account? Like on a master? Yeah. Like then, like over a hundred dollars, you have to go back to the computer. Yeah, or something like that. Um, but then I guess you know if they're just you know pounding in the password on stuff and not reading what it is, you know who knows. Yeah, that's true enough. Well, it's the same thing with parents buying their kids video games and not actually reading what the game is. And oh yeah, happens just all popping the time. in Grand Theft Auto for a six-year-old and and then blaming the developer for making that game. 
And it's, it's kind of the same thing. I think most of the problems go back to the parents just not paying attention well, or not researching enough. Rated M? Well, we're seeing that now, Rachel. I mean, uh, the, the tragedy that happened in Pennsylvania. Uh, was it Pennsylvania? No. Uh, where, is, uh, where, where was Sandy Hook? Where was that? Colorado. No, it wasn't Colorado. No. no. Whatever. The we Sandy failed. Hook tragedy. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're failing. Tragedy where the, the kid goes in and, you know, just does a terrible thing and kills kids. And then you hear the stories, them trying to blame it on video games. And then it comes out that it wasn't video games that, that catalyzed it, or that you know, made it happen. But you always see these uninformed situations. And this is one of those situations where I'm thinking, gee, is this, I mean, is this another just stab at video games in a weird way? I, well, I think that no matter what, people are always going to place blame at anywhere but themselves, um, whether it's, we had movies and then and we people would blame Hostel and Saw for all sorts of ridiculous things. And then remember back Marilyn Manson and every single thing that happened bad in the country for the first three years was Marilyn Manson's fault. Oh, yeah, music. I remember that. Yeah. And now it's video games. Video games are the new trend to blame any type of bad thing that happens. But it's. Same with, you know, going back to such a small little thing where a five-year-old charged too much money and the parents want to place blame on everything but themselves. But themselves going, you know what? We just weren't watching. This is our fault. Thank you, Apple, for doing something you don't have to. This is a lesson we should have learned. This is a lesson that we learned the hard way. They're not going to say that. Instead, they're going to make up anything like, well, the app didn't work correctly and it didn't ask us for a password again like it was supposed to. Or they're going to say Apple needs, you know, better ways to lock down that kind of stuff no they don't need that it's the parents that need to be a little bit more more uh do a little more research and pay a little more attention to what their kids are doing but what about should there be any responsibility any to the developer no for for, for putting out a free game where there's a hundred dollar crap add-on but I, as an adult, if I want to buy that $100 crap add-on, I want it to be easy and streamless. I don't want to have to put my password in eight other times. I don't want to have to put in my credit card information again. I want to hit a button and then say, oh, this is going to make you spend money. Yes. Right. Because I'm an adult, and that is my money to do with that. As a child, no, the parent needs to be more more responsible about what their kid is doing. And again, tell the child this is how this is going to work. Do not purchase anything without our permission. Right. And again, if the kid is too young to understand that, he shouldn't have an iPad with your credit card no, information I, on it. I agree with that completely. I just I just think, you know, sometimes these developers might be being a little sneaky when you have a game that is purely designed for kids, okay, to make it extremely easy to, to put in a $100 add-on for crap. I, I think there has to be... Maybe not. A, obviously, I think parents should take the brunt of the responsibility. I would say 90%. But maybe 10% of that responsibility might need to go to developers here when when they're targeting a game for kids to make it easy for that kid to put a $100 purchase on that add-on app. Actually, I, does any... I mean, Joe, or anybody able to find out what is the suggested age range for that game? That's probably one, you know, what well, is the I mean, Well, the thing is, remember, it, it, it goes back to probably, you know, yeah, the game could be designed for kids five old, five years old. Yeah, well. But, no, are they, but the add-ons, I mean, that kind of, a, that's well, a major I, financial decision. Well, yeah, I mean, add-on, <laughs> I mean, if the game's designed for, you know, five to ten, uh, is, Maldek, is that right? Three and up? It's rated, rated nine plus. Nine, nine plus. plus. To, uh, so the kid's five. ITunes. Yeah. So yeah. the kid so, shouldn't be playing. 
Yeah, so technically, that was a game that, you know, they didn't even look to see what game, you know. Jason Relaxation in the chat room, I think, has got a great suggestion. And and he said the kid, well, actually, the kid couldn't sign up for the account. The parents would have to do it because the kid's under 18, obviously. But have have a, a separate account just for free downloads that has no credit card attached to it. Or can you even set up an iTunes account without a uh, without a credit card attached to it, can I you? believe you can now because you can you, you can buy the 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 cards from like Walmart that have the, okay you All know right. from a from a, a big box store that have the actual iTunes uh, account you know dollars on them. Okay, cool. So well, see iTunes gift card. See, cards. there you go. Uh, you know, uh, parents, uh, just uh, show show them this show. And we've just given you a solution to all your problems. There you go. That's what we do. We're problem solvers here on the show. <laughs> uh, boy, oh boy. What, what, man, what to go to next? I mean, that was so fun. Uh, <laughs> Hulu. Hulu. Uh, so, no segue. I'm just going to talk about Hulu. So, Hulu is a big conglomerate of a lot of different media companies. And one of them, two of them, is Disney and News Corp. News Corp is Fox, for those who don't know. And they're reportedly discussing selling their stakes in Hulu. Hulu's kind of weird because it's also owned by Comcast, but they can't be involved because it's the whole Comcast NBC thing. And you have Hulu and Hulu Plus. Even if you pay for Hulu Plus, you still get ads. Okay. I don't know how important Hulu is or important to you guys right now. Uh, to me, I don't watch much Hulu anymore. It's more Netflix for me and or going directly to websites and trying to get the stuff free and direct. Um, like going to uh, Comedy Central as, a, as an example. I don't go to Hulu, um, that sort of thing. But uh, do you guys, when it comes to streaming media, Joe, we could see a disappearance of Hulu. I know you're 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 big on Netflix and probably other streaming content, but is this a big deal to you at all? No, I I don't watch Hulu at all. I don't understand why I need to pay them for Hulu Plus to gain access to old episodes, and I still get ad content. That's because uh, they don't would, understand what they're doing, I think. Right. I would I would much rather, and it sounds like from, from what I've read about this, that Disney was interested in going to a subscription ad-free model. Yeah. And that News Corp was like, uh, no. Never, 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 never. And Disney was like, okay, fine, then we're out. And News Corp's like, well, we're leaving too. <laughs> and now, now NBC and Com, yeah, you know NBC Comcast is going to be like, uh, well, NBC guys? Comcast t- can't have really say in this, right? They can't do anything about it. So yeah, they're they're going to be like, uh, guys, so uh, uh, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but no, I, I don't, I don't like the idea of having to pay a subscription service and then also still receive ads. My opinion is, if I put money into something, if I'm buying, if I'm buying the ability to view something or to have access to something. That should be whatever I'm paying. They need to charge enough so that they don't need to also augment that with advertisements. Um, I, that and that's how I feel about TV just in general. If I pay you for the service, and it's if it's exclusive to one thing, I don't want to see ads on that channel. If I'm paying you for TV services on a whole, that's a different matter because then I'm paying for access to it. Right. But if I'm buying, you know, if I buy the, if I buy a CBS television package. You know, specifically just that channel. Like if you go to CBS.com or something. You right, buy exactly. A- I should be able to get that without advertisement. If they want to increase their revenue through through advertisements, do the do the whole, you know, a can of Pepsi sitting on the uh, on the counter in the kitchen. Product uh, placement. Know, do the yeah. Product placement type stuff. I'm okay with that because it doesn't affect the show. But I don't like, you know, I think Netflix's approach is right. 
you know, pay a, pay a set amount and you get access to all this content without any any advertising. And I think that's a much better model. And, and honestly, I think that's a better model going forward yeah. than than it will ever be um, as it is right now, especially with the way things are changing. It's just going to take a while for these legacy companies to figure it out. Well, part of the problem was, I think, you know, the, the whole creation of Hulu and you have all these old media companies, these old traditional mm -hmm. media companies, and they're trying to force a model that works in the television world onto the internet world. And there are two different models, I think, that work on media in the internet world. You have your free model, which is supplemented with pre-roll or ads and that sort of thing. And then you have the paid model, where typically it's supposed to eliminate those ads. And so when yeah. you have Hulu going, oh, well, we're not going to eliminate the ads, but we're going to give you a back catalog. People don't really give a rip about a back catalog much anymore, especially when they can rip through seasons and seasons on Netflix or or just go and buy the DVDs in the store, and they don't have commercials, right? So it, it doesn't matter. Now, uh, Rachel, what do you think? I mean, how do you uh, get your streaming media content? Um, well, I've never really used or paid for Hulu for the same reason, because I'm not going to pay if I still have to sit through ads. Even if there's less ads, no, because I can find other ways to acquire TV shows. What? That what I are you really saying? Want. Well, like Netflix. Oh, okay. She goes yeah. and she rents them at uh, Blockbuster. She, she goes to Redbox. Yeah. Redbox. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Okay. Or borrow them yeah. from friends or, oh, you know, oh, stuff be careful. Like that. Borrowing. Yeah. Be careful. You can't borrow? No, I know. But no, they, no, no, they, no. It's, it's, it's part of fair use. Yeah, it's fair use, but they oh, don't I like it. They, they want you to no. buy a copy every time you watch it and then throw well, it away. I mean, yeah. for if that the matter, they don't like you to rent it. I'll buy it. What's that? Yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. If the show's good enough, I'll buy it. So if they make a show that is worthy of my my money, I will buy it, even if I've already seen it from borrowing it from somebody or Netflix. If it's good, I'll still buy it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for true. Or the other way, of course, to do some shows is to buy a season pass on one of the on the subscription services. Yeah. You know, there's uh, a Play Store or Apple's uh, TV. You know, the store on on uh, on the uh, iTunes Store has all the different TV shows, stuff like that. I actually have a few shows that I get through that. And mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about it. I get it the the midnight the episode airs. I can watch that show from from that point forward, and I don't have to do it with ads. So I I don't like, you know, just like you, Rachel. I do not like the idea of paying for a service and then having to sit through an ad for the privilege of watching the service I just paid for. Yeah, that's it ridiculous. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So 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 what is so what is Hulu saving Grace here? What could save Hulu? Is it going to that model where you pay a subscription? and get rid of the commercials. But if that happens, you already heard that News Corp and Disney are out. And then what's the point of Hulu? Because then you won't have any content. I mean, what's what's the answer? Anybody can jump in. Is there no uh, answer? I, I, would, I would like to see that answer. I would like to see... I, I really think the future of media is... So that, that we, we already went through this, right, with the music industry, where they discovered that, that, that piracy, contrary to what they believed... Once a, a mechanism was in there for to easily purchase music legally online, um, the first one obviously being being Apple's iTunes Store, and now you know they have Play Music and the Amazon Store, and there's like 30 different places you can go. Zune Marketplace um, for a little while. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait that, you know, that's a I weird mean, word. What was that? What's Zune? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I mean, you know, once they figured out that those were legitimate places and that those worked, that if they made the process easy enough and they made the the price attractive enough on a per unit basis, that they could sell a lot of music and they could sell it really quickly that way. And they could also gauge the other thing that that sort of model buys them is it gave it gives them a really really good 
um, idea of what the consumer wants at a given moment. You know, you know, today, in the last four hours, you sold so many hundred copies of that movie or that TV show or that music, as opposed to a, D a CD sale or a DVD sale where the store will report to you, oh, yeah, we sold this many copies over four months. Well, what day did you sell these? Well, I don't know. We don't, you know, we don't really keep that close a track. And even if they did it, they'd be using it for their own internal marketing, not for the 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 uh, distributor. So I think this online media system, if they get it right, if they figure out how to do it, they'll make way more money doing that, making content strictly for that. Like Netflix they're, is already doing. The, mm -hmm. the they'll make way more money long term. Yeah. But they got to figure it out first. They well, need the, to get an executive who wasn't born in 1940. That's it. I mean, that's the problem, <laughs> Joe. Because all these media guys. I mean. Hell, Rachel, you're yeah. you're in the thick of it down there in, in, in Southern California. <laughs> a lot of old traditional media don't understand what you're trying to do on the internet, what mm -hmm. I'm trying to do on the internet. And they see us, I think, some sometimes as a threat because it really flips on its head the way of doing things. Yeah. And the problem is they, they're like, oh, well, we have airtime, we get carriage agreements with cable companies, and then we sell ads, and this is how we do things. And then all of a sudden, you have the internet where basically anybody can turn into a TV broadcast station. Go get your own ads. You can, like Rachel, you could go deal directly with an advertiser or a sponsor, and you deal one-on-one -on -one with them. You don't have to go through a third party. I mean, this is where things are changing and where Hulu and even Netflix, I mean, you see Netflix is a great example. They have their own produced series. They bypassed everybody and they said, you know, screw it. We're doing it on our own. Oh, yeah. And, 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 they're, and, and now they're going to do it with Arrested Development. So they're going to take a show that was canceled that had a huge following. They're going to resurrect it for a season. And, and there's no reason why they couldn't do that for something else if they saw the profit was there. And they're going to release it all at once. They're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, they're just going to... Oh. It's, it's not going to be, oh, here's an episode, and then a week later, here's another episode. It's going to be, boom, here's your series. Yeah. What do you want? You know? I, I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, such a great... Fly. Yeah, <laughs> that, would be, that would be awesome. If we could get News Corp to release oh, the Oh, Firefly? Power, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You have any so, favorite... But, uh, uh, the, <laughs> the only issue is, is they would... There's all those people that were involved are on such different projects now. It'd be hard to get them back together again. Rachel, would would you be a fan of say maybe a Netflix taking uh, I don't know a gamble going? Hey, we're going to bring back Firefly. What what do you what do you think about that? Um, I adore Firefly. I think it was one of the best shows we've ever had on yeah, TV. Yeah. But I'm actually kind of against any kind of reunion or spinoff because it was so good that I I like the fact that it died during its heyday instead of making us ready for it to die. Oh, yeah. what, one of the things that makes it so good is it never did reach that downward spiral. It was just like amazing and then it was over and I want to keep it that way. I don't want to see so much Firefly stuff to where it's just run into the ground and like if someone do, does a good Star Wars of it to where you're just like enough of it. Just please stop destroying something I love so much. You know, there, so, there were, there were yeah. two good series on television that I adored completely. One of them was Sports Night. I think it was on Comedy oh, yeah. Central for a couple of years, two or three years. And I know you're not a, a big comedy person, Rachel, but the there was some comedy involved. There was some drama in there. But it was one of the most well well written shows I think I've ever watched. It was so well, witty and, and about, so quick. Ugh. Yeah, the thing about Sports Night is it wasn't about sports. Yeah, it was about it was about a show about sports. Right. And and it was done by Aaron Sorkin, who of course has done the. Uh, 
he did the West Wing, and most more recently he did uh, what was that movie? Um, uh, the movie about Facebook. Oh, the Face- Social Network. Social Network. The social network. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. He did the movie. He, so he he wrote and produced the Social Network, and he did uh, the the West Wing series at about the same time he was doing Sports Night. But yeah, I'm with you, Chase. That was one of my favorite shows of all times. Yeah. Just so entertaining. I would love to see that re-released on in Blu-ray or something, but I don't think that will ever yeah. happen. But yeah, that and also I, I really dug Life on Mars. I really hated yeah. what the the U.S. production studios and how they ended that series. Um, it just didn't get the ratings, but it had a great cast. Harvey Keitel was in it. It was just great stuff. But I think you're starting to see a, a revolution and a change in how uh, studios and how I think Netflix gets it. They they have they don't have old geezers and executives. Well, they're, they're yeah, they're a new media company. They exactly. understand the internet and how it works. And we need mm-hmm. more of that and less people born 60, 70 years ago running a big conglomerate who still look up a phone, you know, look up a phone book to find somebody's uh, phone number. I mean, seriously, that's yeah. it, it's it's living in the past. You need to get with the future and you need to find somebody who knows it and then listen to them. Well, one quick show story. And then we'll move on, since we're in this area right now. The CW, which I don't even know what it stands for anymore. The what now? The, uh, it's a it's a TV network. Yeah. They're, oh. they're bringing back Country to West. TV. Whose line is it? Whose line is it anyway? Which was based Who's upon gonna the host. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna love this, Aisha Tyler. What? What? It will not be Drew Carey, but it will oh, be host. I from her in a long time. Yep, but it'll be Aisha Tyler, and it will return uh, Ryan Stiles, Wayne Brady, Colin Mockery, and uh, a special guest each episode. So, so there you go. Whose line is coming back? But it's coming back to traditional TV, and I think the problem with that is it's probably just gonna. Uh, unfortunately, it's gonna fail. I think it's good. I like the show, but I think it's gonna fail because they need to take a new media model approach to it. I think. I think that's what they need to do. But all right, well, let's move on to some Plus, game. What's that? It's the CW. I well, mean, I don't yeah. even. They're, they're not known for anything good. Yeah, <laughs> the C Dub. Is it comedy? Weekly? Yeah. And what, what? Can't win. Ra- Ra- uh, Rachel, uh, oh. you know, uh, uh, someone someone's downloading on her Whoa. network because she's gone from Whoa. bad to worse. She's gone to plaid. Yeah. She's gone to plaid. <laughs> and, her, and her sound with the xylon. Is, is someone uh, yeah. someone uh, stealing your internet connections? Rachel, are you wide open on your internets? They better not be stealing my internet connections. Uh oh, uh oh, we're losing you. No, no, that's not good. <laughs> no. Oh boy. Well, let's let's move on uh, as we try to get uh, Rachel here uh, squared away with, uh, with some internets here because yeah we're uh, yeah it's yeah the quality's gotten bad with you. Um, hey Rachel, I, I tell you what, let's I'm gonna hang up on you. and We'll call you right back. Maybe we'll do a real quick re- reconnect on Skype here. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, the Wii Mini, it's uh, not out here in the states. However, it is trying to make a. Uh, uh, you know, a push, and right now up in Canada, it is actually doing quite decently. I don't know if you saw saw the numbers on this, but the Wii Mini right now is selling thirty. It sold thirty five thousand seven hundred units in the past two months. Now, this is very interesting because this thing does not have uh, Wi Fi. It uh, <laughs> let's see what else. It does, oh yeah, it has no internet connectivity and no GameCube compatibility. 
So my question is this. Why are people buying this? Wait, no net connection? No, it's got so you can't do Netflix on it. And you can't play old GameCube games on it. Does it? I mean, does it even connect to the internet to pull downloads? I mean, to update itself? Or is this like standalone? Um, you have to order a disc through the mail to update it? Well, most games, well, if they have a software update, they'll contain oh. it and stuff, you know. Because uh, not everybody's connected to the to the internet. To This is just a standalone game console. Hmm. I think it's perfect for parents with kids. Well, this is what those folks with the iPad need to get their kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't be uh, busting out any credit card purchases on this thing. What do you think, Joe? Uh, he went to I'm, sleep. I'm a little <laughs> confused as to as to why. What is it? Uh, thirty five thousand seven hundred is considered a lot. <laughs> well, it's Canada. Well, they, maybe they didn't read the package and didn't realize <laughs> there was no net connection. <laughs> well, I mean, to to so that's over how many how how much time? Uh, uh two months over two months two months two months so. On a just a strict comparison, in December of, according to VG charts, in December of last year, yeah. Oh, actually, let's go to a non-Christmas season. Let's go to um, let's go to October, I guess. They sold in in uh, 2010, rather. They sold 689,000 Wii's. Would you even buy- even? Good. Even as recently as as uh, 2011, they sold 642,000 in October. <laughs> in one month. Yeah. Okay. So I don't think 35,700 is really that high. The ultimate question here, Rachel, <laughs> would you be would you buy a Wii Mini? Yeah. Why? Cuz it's uh well, I personally wouldn't. I don't think the Wii Mini is at all for gamers i think it's meant for families it's meant for the people with the kids and this is going to be their first intro to gaming gaming systems um uh yeah i think it's perfect for that that market but not for me (laughs) now now it's it's coming to the uk it's also coming to other european countries but there's no news yet that it's going to come here to the u.s it won't i really don't think it will i i think it would be well i don't think it'd be a good idea in the first place because i think they would start pulling away from their Wii U sales. Mm-hmm. Chase, I think, yeah, I think you need to you need to break the market in the U.S. on this. You should oh. start importing it. <laughs> That's illegal. Wh- wh- why? I don't know. I'm, well, I could break the market, but I would charge a lot of money to... Yeah, I, you come in across the border, what do you have in the back? <laughs> oh, 20 Wii minis? What, do you have, do, what are you going to do with that? Give them to all my friends? I mean, what am I supposed to do with them? <laughs> No, I, I think it'd know. be a mistake if they sold it here in the U.S. because the Wii U, the Wii U is not even doing that well. Yeah. And if they sold it here in the U.S., they would only cannibalize their sales. Like I was in Costco earlier today, and they had a big display of Wii U's and uh, the Wii U Deluxe Pack for three hundred and thirty bucks, mm-hmm. and they had it right at the end cap because you know Costco wants to move them, and no one's buying. Why isn't anybody buying the the Wii U right now, Rachel? Not enough first-party games coming it's, out. It's the first-party games. Yes, we need a lot more of those, a lot faster pace. They need to take a little bit of a, a hint from the Call of Duty series and push out some more first-party games much quicker. Yeah, but Nintendo's not good for like really gory, high-action first-party titles, oh, right? Not that type of game, Okay, but that model yeah. frame where we've uh, got to have a new game every nine months. Yeah, That's wh- what Nintendo yeah. needs to do. Where's Mario Kart? Yeah. Well, we not Mario just Kart. Mario Kart. 
Zelda is huge. Think about how big Zelda is. We are getting I mean, the new Zelda. Huge... Um, I know, but it's it's not out yet. That's the issue. Yeah. We need a um, new straight up Mario game, not Mario co-op, but like straight up Mario game. Um, but most of their big hitters or what I would think would be a big hitter, they're putting on the 3DS. They're Luigi's Mansion, um, Animal Crossing. Though Animal Crossing has been system seller before. Oh yeah. Yet they're putting My wife on the 3DS. On yeah. Why wouldn't that go on the Wii U? I think with the Wii U pad, that would lend itself so perfectly to Animal Crossing. But at least we're getting Pikmin, which that one's going to do really well. But they need to push out more games quicker. Is is there a potential here danger for Nintendo if they don't push out games quicker? I mean, no, no. The Nintendo market, I don't know why people like to compare Nintendo with Microsoft and Sony. They are on a completely different level of games, system style, market, who the Wii markets itself to. Completely different types of people. So I do not think that no matter what Sony and Microsoft is doing, I don't think that's going to really affect the Wii U much at all. No, no. I mean, so why is Nintendo even pushing this kind of console? Like you said, for, for family reasons, right? They're, they're not trying to cannibalize their sales, but then they're not bringing it out in the U.S., though. Well, because the U.S., I mean, they're, we're a little bit more, I would say, further advanced in our gaming. <laughs> there goes a like Canadian audience. Yeah. Canadian audience is now gone. <laughs> no, I mean they. I'm sure they have hardcore gamers, but I really, I still don't think the Wii U Mini or even Wii U is meant for hardcore gamers. Even just for the casual market of gamers and the the families and the moms and dads out there, they I don't think they're as in the know with gaming as American mom and dads are. Right. My mom, my parents know what Nintendo is, yep. and they would buy a Nintendo system knowing nothing about any of the three system sellers or. Uh, system developers, my parents would always buy Nintendo first because they know that name. And that's where the Wii U gets its popularity. But I mean, even if you think about it, Sony and Microsoft is still trying to copy the Wii U or the Wii's model and the Wii U. We didn't see the Kinect or the Move until the Wii came out. That's true. And now we've got, we haven't seen anything about a new 360, but the Sony, the little controller has got a touchscreen, which is very reminiscent of the Wii U, which I know could go back and say, well, it's a lot like the Dreamcast VMU, but still, that's not current gen. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so when we're looking at other other companies, uh, and you know where you have consoles that are in trouble, one thing that's kind of in trouble right now is Sony's Vita. Yeah. And this is one of those things where you see here. Here's the Vita. Uh, this was a great story that The Verge actually put out. Uh, uh, about a, I would say about a few days, about a week or two ago, and they talked about how you know the Vita just turned one years one year old, and it's not doing terribly well. Now the thing is, they did kind of talk a little bit about Vita integration with the PlayStation Four, but is a problem a price point issue? Is it too expensive, or is it just where Sony just won't stop trying to combat Nintendo and the 3DS? You're shaking your head, Rachel. <laughs> I, even since the PSP, I've been saying Sony needs to get off of the handheld thing. They're not going to get it right. They're not going to understand that Nintendo is always going to have the handheld market, again, because that is their market. The casual gamers, the family, and the younger gamers. That's who's going to be using these handhelds. Trying to market a little bitty handheld that's just watered down PSN games or just shrunken down bigger release games to hardcore gamers, we don't really, it's not really what we're looking for. You can't really have a really hardcore experience on a little handheld. 
And plus, most of us have iPhones now, which can run games even better than what I've seen on the Wida, the the Wida, even better <laughs> the than what I've seen, seen on the, <laughs> the Wida. Wida. Right. So uh, Sony just needs to yeah. stop. They need to focus more on their console, giving us better first party games, um, and just better bettering our experience with our console, and put all the money from the handhelds over because that they're not they're not going to get it right with those handhelds. They well, just need to quit. Well, one thing I don't understand is like in China or I'm sorry, not China, Japan, uh, is that they announced that they're going to have a significant price cut. 20% for the Wi-Fi model and 33% for the one that has the built-in 3G. However, the company said that the North American division will not be matching the price cut. And it made me wonder, is it because they're planning to do a price cut maybe later and they don't want to uh, cannibalize sales? So few they are. Or is it one of those things where maybe Sony has too much pride? I mean, I think it would actually sell better if they lowered the price. I think the entry point is just way too high right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For that little thing and for the, the game support, which I still don't think there's much game good game support on the Vita. Uh, yeah. Do you, I, do I you have a why. Vita? I do. Yeah, and I've had one, I think, since the first week they came out. Or maybe it was like the first month. I don't when's, know. when's the last time you played it? I don't even know where it is. Right uh, now. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, it's not my kind of thing. When I sit down and play a game, I can play easily for eight hours and not move. That's not something I can do on a handheld. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where your phone can come into play, right? I don't even play on my phone that much. I'm not mm. much of a casual gamer, even when it comes to iPhone games. When I sit down and play a game, again, I sit there, I don't eat, I don't drink, I just, Play. Well, what if you're 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 traveling though? What if you know you're you're taking a trip? Do you do you grab your phone and download some games to your phone, or do, is that where the Vita or uh, 3DS would come into play? I actually, there's for me more games on the 3DS that I have been interested in than on the Vita, and that I am interested in in the coming months, like you know Luigi's Mansion and and uh, Animal Crossing. Those have me way more excited than anything the Vita's had, even more exciting than the Uncharted game. Because the Uncharted game on the Vita does not feel like Uncharted. I can tell it wasn't made by Naughty Dog. <laughs> I, can, I can smell the missing Naughty Dog on that game. <laughs> you can smell the nasty dog. That's what it is. It's... Yeah, it's those wannabes. <laughs> <laughs> now, le let's, let's shift gears a little bit. And if, you know, obviously a lot of gamers utilize this service. Well, I, I don't anymore. But Gamefly recently announced that they are restructuring and they're going to be laying off people. And we don't like, you know, it sucks. You know, I was laid off. I was working for 10 years for a company and then I, I got laid off. Uh, but the, the company Gamefly is laying off people. They're better aligning themselves. I love this marketing speak. Uh, they are better aligning themselves to existing console and digital game markets. <laughs> uh, Gamefly, which is, I believe, based out of Los Angeles. Uh, they maybe have a couple of distribution centers across the U.S., is Gamefly, especially in today's market where you have now Redbox doing game rentals uh, and Redbox is everywhere, you have digital streaming uh, companies like S uh, Steam and also you can download demos now through your 3DS or Wii or Xbox 360 and you can get demos that way. Is Gamefly still significant, you think, Rachel? I love Gamefly, absolutely, because Gamefly is where I can test out a game on whether I want to buy it or not. And even though I have to pay monthly, Steam, I have to pay per game. So if the game sucks, that that's 
sucks for me. Just wait for a sale. <laughs> but I still, that's money lost where yeah. I can use Gamefly. I adore Gamefly. I think where they're probably going to be uh, laying off a lot of people is they were trying to do something where they had that digital reviews thing. and yeah. they were doing like little Gamefly video exclusives. No one goes to Gamefly for their game news. No one. So I think they're well, going to well, lay they, off a lot of bought, their editorial team. Yeah, they bought Shack News to try to drive that particular end of their business or, or mm-hmm. develop that end or you know, invent that end of their business. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I never went there for news either. Shaq who? Yeah. Yeah. Shaq who? Well, yeah, I mean. I love Gamefly and I don't use Redbox because that means I have to leave my house. Um, Gamefly <laughs> just comes to my house. And I'm like, yes, I got a game and that's all I got to do. The only, the only thing I didn't like about Gamefly is their, their turnaround time. It's, yeah. uh, it's ass. It is just, ass <laughs> i don't know yeah. how well, else for to the, put it for the pacific northwest it's bad they don't have a shipping center around here it's even ass I mean, for uh for rachel she was telling me in the pre-show i mean she's in southern california their distribution center is in southern california yeah. how long does it take for you to get a game rachel it takes about five to six days she, that's ridiculous when, wow. i know from when i get the email that it's coming that's just yeah that, see i think i think here in in the portland metro area, it, it was only about three days from the email <laughs> so no i'm i'm serious you know what they're doing rachel they're forwarding it to one service and then the next service will forward it to another service it's kind of like your email right yeah. that's, that's yeah they're shipping that's across going california on. they're they're shipping across california by way of nebraska <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> they do need to get more of the big titles that they know are going to be big they uh because i'm well their upfront costs are pr- really expensive because they're you mm-hmm. know instead of like movies where they may be paying what uh, 15, 20 bucks a pop for, you know, they're paying 60 bucks. They're paying full price for these games, right? I don't think they get a special yeah. cut or a deal from the uh, game companies. I wish they did because it sucks when you're like, yes, I'm going to get Far Cry 3. I'm so excited. And then Resident Evil 6 comes and you're like, oh, okay. I guess I'll play this. Theros in our chat room, which I, I don't know if he's being sarcastic. If Amazon can deliver next day, why can't Gamefly? Uh, can I do a... Man, I wish I had something really, really small here. Uh, let's say, for example, this is Gamefly, okay? And <laughs> uh, and let's see, what's Amazon? Amazon is my house, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is why Amazon can ship next day and Gamefly can't. That's well, why. Well, plus, I don't think... Mm-hmm. I think Gamefly has a lot thinner margins especially with a fairly small subscriber base than Amazon has. Amazon probably has more Prime members than Gamefly has subscribers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, one awesome distribution service that I know Joe loves. I mean, we've l- looked at Joe's Steam portfolio and how much money <laughs> Joe's spent on Steam. I, most crazy. of it was from sales. It's not actually that much money. It's still a lot. It's, it's, it's probably half to two-thirds of the total i don't know how much the actual amount is so i don't know how bad that sounds either well one look. <laughs> one game that i know that my wife uh, she's i think she's gone to bed so she'll she doesn't know about this and she's not paying attention uh is uh <laughs> surgeon simulator 2013 has been greenlighted, as they say you know the independent i believe it's that independent section of steam uh-huh yeah green light surgeon simulator 2013 and here's a here's a screenshot here of it uh, it was created during uh, January's 2013 Global Game Jam, so there you go. Uh, you you know cut out spleens and <laughs> save your <laughs> patients and stuff. 
Um, more blood. More. I want a version of this game where it's oh. like um, you're doing an autopsy. I don't want to make them better. I just want to take oh, them it, apart. Oh, you can do it, that. It, it very quickly oh. becomes an autopsy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they yeah. they had a, a free downloadable version for a while. This started out as one of those 72-hour games where they had 72 hours to develop a game, and this is what they came up with. And um, and they had it for free for a while. I think it still probably is available for free to download. But yeah, it, it it I tried it. It very quickly becomes an autopsy because it's really hard to control. Yeah, <laughs> basically you have to perfor- try to perform open heart surgery, and you have to keep your patient's lungs from collapsing and give them a new heart and before he dies of blood loss. It's uh, I see that uh, parts of the intestine they're uh, clipping through the rib cage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, that's you write a game in 72 hours and see how much clipping you have in it. Yeah, yeah John. Yeah. yeah, get to that. Fine. Yeah. Maybe that's, uh, but, I, you know, that's the diagnosis. This guy's got, you know, blocked. All right. Let, <laughs> so let's talk about a game that I know a lot of people are looking forward to. Maybe not that small independent title. Let's talk about a little bit larger title uh, from a little company called Ubisoft. They're making a uh, uh, Naked Surgeon Simulator. Naked Surgeon. That's right. That's uh, the one Rachel wants. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. Right. I'll, I'll download the patch for that. Sorry. No, it's Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Now we we've we've. You know, we're, it's going to come out on everything: PS3, 360, Wii U, PC, and uh, Game Gear. So it's really no one caught that. Yeah, f you all. Anyway, you. and Game Gear, yeah. and Game Gear. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, I was asleep. Rated Peggy 18. Here's what I would like to know. Here's what I would like to know. What you think? I'm not going to talk about the game. I'm going to talk about what they're doing for the PS3 version. The PS3 version is getting exclusive content. It's getting 60 minutes of exclusive gameplay. So if you want the... Now, every ver, every uh, platform's getting the full version, but if you want 60 more minutes of gameplay, you have to buy it on the PlayStation 3. Same, same cost, by the way. So if you buy the game on the 360, you're going to spend 60 bucks. If you buy it on the PS3, you're going to spend 60 bucks, but you'll get more. Rachel... Guest of honor. How do you <laughs> how do you feel about that? Um, it's a little shady, but I mean, I still haven't finished Assassin's Creed three. So <laughs> having an hour extra on Assassin's Creed four is not something I really care about. I don't even think I need another Assassin's Creed game anytime soon. Right. So Yeah. That's true. But I mean, but so it doesn't bother you that much that they're, that they're doing this? No, because usually the extra extra missions or extra skin packs they like to throw on and make something exclusive really isn't that cool anyways. And then usually it becomes um, available much later anyways for free. So it 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 kind of bugs me a little bit just because of the of the fact that if I'm paying sixty bucks, I want all available content, even though I may not get to it all or I might not do those side quests or do certain certain things. If I'm paying full price for a game, I expect to get the full game. And I'm not talking about DLC. That's a whole different discussion. But when you add in specific extra stuff because of a platform, I mean, not everybody has all consoles. Not everybody's are, are big hardcore gamers like we are. You know, Some people may just have the 360 version, but they're a big Assassin's Creed fan. Now they're going to get shortchanged. Yeah. I, I would be pissed. 
I think it's actually a little bit sad on Sony's side. It's like, really, Sony? You need that many more game sales and uh, you're going to ask for an extra hour? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, this happens all the time, though. I mean, like you pre-order, on, like we see it on the PC. You know, you pre-order through Origin, you get this. If you pre-order through mm-hmm. Steam, you get this. If you pre-order through Amazon, you get this. Every- yeah, but it's, Microsoft's like, let them have that extra hour. We'll still outsell them. Well, yeah, we'll still kill them. Yeah, they're not worried. So, yeah, it's it's a little shady. But I really don't need an extra hour thrown onto any of my Assassin's Creed games. Which platform are you getting it for? 360. Uh-huh. I have those okay. achievements. Yeah, exactly. Achievements <laughs> are like crack, right? I know. I love them. The things that games will get me to do for an achievement. Joe <sighs> refuses to get an Xbox Live Gold account. <gasps> to, to get to renew it, yeah. yeah. How do you I let live? it expire like, like years ago. Well, it helps when you don't bother plugging in your Xbox for the better part of three years. So. Oh, my God. Well, I have a I have a really good gaming PC that I have. You seen my Steam library? We were just talking about this. But there's games on the 360 <laughs> that don't aren't on the PC. Yeah, but if I'm playing on the 360, I have to use a stupid little controller with goofy little. Anyway, I like the little controllers. Duh. <laughs> no, I I would I I have I have I happen to have a I I was gonna shuffle it off the desk in case somebody sees it. I happen to have an Xbox controller right next to me. Um, yeah, uh, but, uh, pushes it off. But edge. no, I I I will I, like a like a first person shooter. I don't understand how many people can play those with a with a controller and be reasonable at them. I I would never move away from keyboard and mouse for that kind of a game. I and, used uh, to you be know, I, the same way. I I I just can't do it. It. I have done it. I've played through a couple of first-person shooters on consoles with the goofy little controller, and it it was uncomfortable. And I go back to a PC and and you know keyboard and mouse, and it's like, oh, that's right. That's how this is supposed to be played. I forgot. Well, see, so, for me, I I used to play PC games like all the freaking time, and now I play a lot mm-hmm. more. But back in the day, you youngsters, but no, back in the day, the first-person shooters were really kind of, we didn't have a lot of different controls and different button things that we needed. It was just, you know, shoot, go forward, go back, and that was pretty much it. But now there's so much extra stuff, and my hands are really, really tiny. I can't reach a lot of those keys at the same time that I'm trying to control them. And I know they make, like, I've got the, um, the Nostromo mouse that Razer makes. My hand is too small for that thing. So for me, a controller just feels better in my hands and all the buttons are right there. And no matter how small my hands are, they fit on a controller, unless it's the original Xbox controller. That was a nightmare. So they just feel better for me now with a controller than the keyboard and mouse. I just can't stand the lack of precision. That's that's what that's what always gets to me. Is a lot of a lot of first person games on console have to have some sort of a semi auto aim turned on because they can't you know you can't get the same precision that you can get with a mouse and keyboard at least not quickly you can get there eventually but it takes a while so i don't know i i'm i no one no convincing will ever get me to move away from mouse and keyboard i'll never never prefer to play a game on a gamepad i understand the argument that if you're sitting on your couch you know leaning back relaxing slouching having a good time i can understand that aspect to it but I'd rather play. There are other games that I think work really, really well in that environment. Racing games, uh, some of those kind of games work really well in that environment. And I, I just, I just can't do another FPS with a mm-hmm. gamepad. I, can, I can't believe work. I can't believe Malik in our chat room. We know Malik. Yeah. Malik's a good friend. How could he recommend yes. the Ergodex when they don't even support it anymore? Well, the, the, <laughs> there's not the Ergodex, but CH products picked up yes. the tech. 
Yes. And they make a pad that is basically the Ergodex, but it's modern. Yeah, with it, it Windows Windows support. 7. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or there, there's a lot of other options. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there was a circular pad that was made for a while that was designed st- uh, specifically for computer FPSs. And uh, it had the, the numbers laid out really, really nicely, and it had the main uh, ASW and D keys in a really nice arrangement. So it was easy to use, somebody with small hands. And uh, Logitech, of course, makes the, what is it, the G13, I think? Yeah. Which is a dedicated little game pad that is the same sort of idea. Uh, so I, there's a lot of options out there to try and that makes PC gaming a little bit more convenient if you don't want to be forced into a full-size keyboard. But uh, I, like I said, I just think the the biggest thing, I could do like a mouse and a gamepad maybe uh, just because I, I think the precision you get from the mouse as opposed to a joystick is, is there's such a huge difference. Now, racing game... A, a flying game, you know, some of those 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 type of simulation games. I can understand why a gamepad would be better, or perhaps give you a little bit more con- easier control. Uh, I I just for an FPS, a mouse and a keyboard, or a mouse and, and that kind of an input device just is the natural way and the way the way God intended us to play those games. So, <laughs> well, we will get Rachel to be playing at least one PC game, and that's Minecraft. Mm-hmm. And uh, once she starts playing on the Minecraft. She'll uh, on the PC. She she'll she'll be like, "Wow, this is so much better than the 360." Just you. Watch. Oh yeah, I, I I do know that. Yes. My <laughs> friends that I play with on the 360, they're always talking about the PC version. And oh, does does the 360 version have this yet? And I get all excited, and then they're like, "No." And uh, so yeah, I know I'm gonna like it a lot. Sweet. Our last story this week uh, is for my good friend John. This was added in not by him, no. but by Joseph Huckabee. Uh, hey, Joe, he in the chat. Uh, he snuck this in there, but that's okay. And this is not John's pick of the week. This is about EVE Online. Just to let you know, shortly before it reaching its 10th birthday, it's going to turn 10. Oh, yep. goody. EVE <laughs> Online has passed a whopping half a million subscribers. Holy crap, Ola. It's the only, by the way, the only MMO that has uh, grown year over year since its launch. However, its learning curve causes multiple suicides every year. No, no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If, if I can play in any way. If John, yeah, if John can play it, that means a lot. Yeah. That's another guy who doesn't play Minecraft that we bought oh. him a membership for. Yeah. Anyway. Half a million doesn't sound like a lot for 10 years, though. Uh, well, it is when everybody's on one world. One huh. server, one box. One, yeah. Yes. Yikes. <laughs> everybody's in one universe. One universe. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's not a lot. I mean, when you compare it to, say, like uh, World of Warcraft, sure. But I mean, but they're still they're po- they're in the positive. They're they're growing every year over year over year. Yeah, you know, but, no other MMO has done that. I mean, it's yeah. I'd imagine. I mean, by but, now, but WoW's probably peaked. You know, the flatlined or well, what, mm-hmm. WoW WoW yeah. hit WoW hit about twelve million subscribers based on uh, on these charts from where are these from from MMOdata.net. Uh, WoW hit about 12 million subscribers back in 2009 and in 2000 again uh, between 10, 2010 and 2011, based I think based on their quarterly quarterly reports. But since then, they've dropped down to a measly, uh, looks like maybe 10, 10. million. Mm. Yeah. Only so 10 they have million. a long ways to go before. Yeah, they have a long yeah. ways to drop before <laughs> they hit 500,000. But uh, you know, good on Eve for so, growing. So Rachel, I gotta I gotta <laughs> ask you. Mm-hmm. What game right now are you currently engrossed in when it comes to MMOs? 
Guild Wars 2. Oh my god, best game ever. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you like it so much? I don't even know, because I'm not even really playing it. I'm just running around. I am crazy OCD. So running around 100%ing the world. So I go into a new area. I have to unlock all the waypoints, do all the side missions, get all the points of interest in the vistas. Like, it's just a game for my obsession. And I love it. The community is awesome. I adore the community in Guild Wars. I tried WoW. I dropped out of WoW because everybody on there was absolutely terrible. They were mean. They were awful, awful human beings. <laughs> um, Guild Wars 2, no one has been even slightly rude. Everybody is great. I'm playing with tons of friends and fans from Twitter and YouTube. Um, it's just so much fun to run around with people and just have a good time killing things. And we get into the craziest situations. Like my favorite is still is we found a hot tub. And two of the guys were carrying bunny rabbits, and they took all their clothes off, got in the hot tub, and rubbed bunny rabbits and together. And that was hilarious. Like, I, I have a weird sense of humor, but that was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I gotta a- gotta yeah, ask you. Now I gotta yeah. ask you. Now I'm looking at for for those who have not stepped into the Guild Wars Two universe, mm-hmm. and they hear the word MMO and Guild Wars in the same sentence, and they think. Oh crap! Now I'm gonna have to pay a monthly fee for this game. I'm gonna have to buy all these add-ons and all that that sort of thing. I'm looking here, I've, you know, for you know, as a noob, I'm looking here on their mm-hmm. website. You have two different editions. You can buy the digital edition for fifty nine ninety nine, or the digital deluxe, which he looks like he gets some add-ons here and in-game yes. items, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So what's uh? I'm gonna softball this to you, Rachel. What's the monthly fee for Guild Wars Two? It's free. <laughs> yes, he's, he's poking fun at me. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm side jabbing John here. Yes. So, you, are you saying, Rachel, that it's, it's completely free? I mean, like, are, are, do I have to? Let me guess. There's probably paid add-ons that I, that I can write. There's probably paid things, like. Yeah. Well, it's, kind of smaller things, just like add-ons. As you get the, you can buy gems, and the gems will unlock character slots. Um stuff that you want to change the way your character looks you know stuff like that but they also have the black lion trading company where you can use it as like a stock market for selling your own stuff but just overall the the game is really fun it's always something to do always something's going on there's all these different like world events and it's awesome when there's a big world event coming up and it tells you on the screen and you just see masses of people running through the world to this world event to beat together everybody's congratulating each other everybody's like if you're down, everybody's getting around you to heal you faster. Um, I think my only complaint is you can only have five person per party. I want like ten people per party, and I'd be happy. Yeah. Now, did you play any of the Guild Wars One stuff? I didn't. No, because no. I was like, oh, MMO. I was still had that bad taste in my mouth from my experience with WoW. Yeah. It was just such a horrible experience, and I kind of, even though I I had played. Star Wars Galaxies for a few years, and those people were awesome. They weren't mm. as awesome as the Guild Wars people. So I kind of just assumed that all MMO people were jerks, and mm. I'm not going to get into another MMO, but I had some friends playing Guild Wars 2, and they talked me into it, and I was like, yes! Love it! <laughs> well, I did play <laughs> Guild Wars 1, and I think the first, exp- you know, got the first expansion onto that. Um, and, you know, in the longest time, and yes, chases jab at me because i was always like well you know why why would i want to pay you know pay a monthly subscription for a game when there's games like guild wars out there to play um and then just like you started playing that 
I got hooked on a uh, a uh, trial account with Eve, and I've been stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta say, time flies when you're having fun, mm-hmm. and uh, this was one of those times that completely flew by. But before we we step away, uh, Rachel, you know, I I know a little bit about your background. You have a beautiful beautiful website which uh, shows off everything that you do your your gaming cosplay modeling everything that you do uh but how did you get started i mean what really prompted you to you know you know a lot of us are gamers and never get involved in internet broadcasting but what kind of pushed you i guess into the to this new world um i had never growing up there was no such thing as game press you know we didn't we got EGM and Nintendo Power a little later on, but there was never really game press. So I never thought about working in games. I don't know how to, I can't develop or anything like that. So I went to college for forensics, but I'd been gaming since I was just a wee little thing. And EGM, I forgot how, I, there was some modeling photo with me in a Tony Hawk's underground tank top. And they reached out to me, found out that I was actually a gamer and they ran like a little feature on me in their magazine. Then GamePro saw that, reached out to me and had me write a few articles about gaming for them. They loved me. I loved them. And they just kind of like took me in and taught me the ways of game journalism and started running a website for them called Game Girl. And I was writing for the magazine. And I never really thought about doing video. And then GamePro put me in front of a camera for e for all back those two years. We had e for all instead of E3. Loved it. And it was just like, this is what I want to do. This is my... This is just me. It was amazing. <laughs> and now you get to do it, you know, full time with uh, Rachel.com. And you do yeah. a, and you do a lot of uh, writing on there. And also uh, uh, people can play along with you and they can follow you on Twitter uh, at the uh-huh. Rachel. I can't believe someone took Rachel. Rachel. I know. You, and did you, you have you seen her profile? Her no. name isn't even spelt my way. What? If you look at, at her bio, it's spelt R-A-C-H-E-L. But she took Rachel. I was like, what are you kidding me? Because I this is actually really how my name is spelled. So have you contacted this person? Have you tried? No, but Twitter actually told me they could take it from her because she hadn't updated in two years. Do it. Clause. Do it. But I didn't because I oh. there was no way they could transfer my follows over to the new one. And I've spent years trying talk- to gain a following and everything. So all your followers, your names would they would come over instantly. Like I had someone was squatting on at newness. Mm-hmm. And they and I was originally at Real Chase, and it just changed, and all my followers still had me. And really, yeah, yeah. they told me they couldn't that I was going to have to start at zero. That's not true. I was like, oh, I would, I'm not willing to do that. I would, I would re, I would recontact them personally. Yeah, seriously, if you want help, I, I, I might have an old email address you might want to try, because. <laughs> Because no, and also it's a copyright thing. Someone could be quote unquote impersonating you. So yeah, well, even when I sign up for anything, even the smallest little website like Etsy, I'm finding that Rachel is gone, and now the Rachel is being taken. I think, uh, uh, and I tried to sign up for Deviant Art, and now the Rachel was gone. Rachel Moore was gone, so I had to go with the real Rachel to try to get my name in there. It's like, oh, what? Why are you guys doing Well, you got to be, you know, it's one of those things where you got to, you know, also you got to protect yourself and identity. And if someone is doing it intentionally to try mm-hmm. to give you harm, that's, that's a copyright thing. You can actually yeah. kind of fight those things. So, Grr to them. Grr. But if people want to follow the real you, 
They can go to Rachel.com, that's spelled R-A-Y-C-H-U-L, mm-hmm. or they can go to the Twitters at the Rachel, R-A-Y-C-H-U-L. But uh-huh. that's not all. You're 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 many different places as well. You're on you do t- stuff on Twitch. Uh, people can follow your fan page on Facebook. There's there's you're everywhere. I do a lot of YouTube. I think I'm most active, well, other than Twitter, but most active on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash Rachel Moore on there. Sweet. And uh, the that little intro, did you do that or who did that? No, a fan actually made it for me. That's and it so was, cool. I know. Isn't it the most adorable thing <laughs> in the world? It fits oh you gosh. perfectly. It really it's does. so cute. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go, Rachel. Awesome. And, and thanks for so much for joining us on, on this Thank episode. Uh, it was a pleasure and can't wait to have you back again. Oh, I'd love. Just let me know and I will be here all excited and stuff. Sorry, John Carlo. You're out now. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow this guy on Twitter. He he tweets rarely, but when he does tweet, it's very, very big deal, huge deal. It's important. Mr. Joseph Falby. You can follow him on Twitter at Falby, F-A-L-B-E-Y, and he's uh, the champion robotics coach from Oregon. Again, congratulations, yeah, it, Joe. That is awesome. It, it's freaky. I, 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 it's a record for today. It was three tweets today. <laughs> wow it's a record that's that's, that's out I'm, are you feeling okay? i gotta go i gotta go like another six months before i tweet again if i mean <laughs> whew, oh, that was enough all right yes yeah and you're spent uh <laughs> john kessler he's yeah. always ducky always just ducky you can follow the fake john kessler on twitter at vw kenny that's not really him that's just no. me impersonating him yes because john refuses to go on twitter yes right john yes yes Thanks, John. You're welcome. You should totally give me access to that account, and I'll start tweeting. Oh, really? No. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll actually tweet. No. I'm, I'm going to do it, Joe. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, when I, ha- I have to email you some passwords anyway, it's just one more I'll add yeah. to the list. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And also, if you guys want to, you can follow me on Twitter, at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. And also, please follow the network Twitter, which is at TV. If you want show announcements, when we're doing some uh, play-alongs, gameplay live, uh, really, whenever we're doing something geeky or gaming-related, Please do that. Also want to big a big shout out to uh, uh, all the people over there at Ustream for, for putting us on the homepage there and tweeting out. And really a big thank you, by the way, to the community. You guys are awesome. All you guys in the chat room who stayed with us late mm-hmm. and really just make, make the time go by really, really fast as we're waiting for Joe. If you're interested in what we do, you can head over to our website at geekgamer.tv. There you can find all of our previous episodes of Geek Gamer Weekly, our Minecraft show, Minecraft Me, also games uh, that we've played, reviews of other various geeky and gaming-related items, and we have an awesome forum community where you can jump in and chat with fellow gamers and geeks where you can just talk about technology or what you're building in Minecraft. All that and more can be found at geekgamer.tv. Well, you guys, so much fun. Awesome stuff. Uh, We'll see you guys this Friday. Our next live show will be Friday at, uh, I think we said 7 (laughs) p.m. That's right, 7 p.m. Pacific time for some Minecraft Me action. But until then, for our special guest, Rachel Moore, Joseph Falby, John Kessler, Mm -hmm. my name is Chase Nunes. Thanks so much for watching us. We'll see you guys on Friday. Take care. Until we all talk again, we are all silent. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie.
Go. Oh, uh, Frank Herbert. Very good. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> really? Nobody? No. Rachel, you know who that is, don't you? No. No. Oh. 